Hey buddy, I'm Maddie. And I'm Cameron. And, and this, this is, is the Chat, Chat and Chai Podcast. Well, hello everyone. We have such an exciting topic for our first ever episode. We are so excited. Woo-hoo. I know a lot of you guys are waiting on this and it finally worked out for us to be together. <laughs> our work schedule's finally aligned. Our Thank work goodness. schedule's finally aligned. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about a topic me and Maddie both feel very passionately about. Um, Christ-centered friendships um and so we're just going to be going over like a few different kind of main points kind of yes kind of not just some kind of key things that we wanted to talk to you guys about um yeah yeah so we're going to be talking um we're just going to be talking about like what what um christ-centered friendships are and what they aren't um and so like kind of going to some personal experiences Mm. in those areas and then um the importance of um, your core friends being strong believers um, and the value of that and how we also have learned that as well just in um, real life uh, things and experiences we've had as uh, in those. Um, and then also the benefits and the fruits of having Christ-centered friendships. Mm-hmm. So like those are kind of the three like topics slash like main points we're going to be going over. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, so we're going to jump into it and we had kind of like a main question slash focus verse to just kind of bring together everything that we're talking about um you know god created people to be in relationship with one another and to be in communion with one another i mean god saw adam and saw that he needed a partner and i mean even jesus had his 12 disciples and we're just constantly hearing about communion and relationship and so god has a standard for it and he has a way that he created it to be and when we have friendships that aren't Christ-centered, they can often look extremely different from what the Bible, you know, tells us that they ought to be. And so we're just kind of going through and asking ourselves, like, what if we carried out friendships the way that God intended? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's really good. I think that we we forget a lot about, like, the import. I, I don't know, just the importance of Christ friendships and mm-hmm. Christ-centered friendships. And I think um, that that kind of goes into the verse that we felt like was, like, our main, our focus verse um, was Colossians 3, 12 uh, through 14. And it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm, such a good verse. I think it just captures, like kind you of said, what we're, everything. Yeah, the point of like, you know, we're trying to <laughs> everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're going to be moving into our personal experiences. We thought we'd first talk about our experiences with friendships that weren't Christ-centered, you know, the kind of negative effects in the way that we acted differently because mm-hmm. of them yeah. and how how they really put a strain on our spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, growing up, for me, I know that most of, if not all of my friends were Christian. Like I either met them at church, met them at Christian co-op, met them at Bible study. So, you know, all of my friends, they were Christians, but that didn't mean they were Christ-centered friendships, you know? Um, And like, we could talk about God, but that was never like the main point of discussion. That was never, there was never encouraging in faith. There was never, you know, like, hey, let's, talk about this verse hey let's do this bible study together let's do all of these things it was just can i tell you about this one guy that i've been talking to and all of this drama and this girl that i'm not getting along with and all of these things and yeah so what i'd often do is i would be kind of like the emotional um support for a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. and i would just take on 
a lot of the, um, like, the emotional stuff for them. Like, they would tell me all of the struggles they were going through and all of, they'd put all of their burdens onto me and I think that I would often take those burdens so personally and I would have a lot of discourse in my heart towards people who didn't even offend me Mm -hmm. because I was just so, so invested in my friends and it would be them putting all of this onto me and then (laughs) never wanting to return the favor of asking, you know, what was going on in my life. It was always, oh, how are you? cool, let me tell you about all of this stuff that I've been going through. And honestly, I would just kind of pride myself on that. Like, I would I would be, you know, <laughs> there's a cat. <laughs> Sorry, technical we, we, difficulties. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we had a we had a special guest. But yeah, I would I would take pride in the fact that I was a friend who didn't need a lot from other people, you know, like that mm-hmm. I I was in high maintenance. And that in reality, I was just suppressing my needs <laughs> because I was so Yikes. afraid of asking for too much, even though what I was asking for was just kind of the basic standard of mm-hmm. what you should expect mm-hmm. from a friendship, you know? And, you know, that really took its toll because, you know, you have these friends that are Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I would assume that this is what a Christ-centered friendship is, even though it wasn't. And so I think that that kind of... Mm-hmm distorted my view on what Christ-centered friendship should look like and honestly it was only a couple like one or two friends that I can think of that it was really like that but I think Maddie has feels very strongly about (laughs) this (laughs) well yeah I was gonna I was gonna actually talk um just like on to like what you were saying Cameron and um just how I can relate to that as well just being that friend that you know I you feel like people like would come to and talk to and you'd be you'd be like in a way like the therapist friend I guess Mm -hmm. and how just how exhausting that can be and also like you know you feel like you are you know just you're always available um either whether that's like mentally or you're just like you actually like physically you're just available for a phone call like you're just Mm -hmm. you make yourself available to talk to somebody whenever they need but then you just felt like you never really were supported either Mm -hmm. and um I think that like, like, I feel like that happens to a lot of people where they feel mm-hmm. like they get to that point. So it's like, it's more common than we think, but I don't think a lot of people notice that, you know, it's like that. I, I don't know. Even for me, I feel like I thought I was that person, but then I realized I also went to other people too. And it was like, well, you're my therapist friend. And then didn't really make time to listen to them as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also kind of, it goes both ways. I feel like, so I just want to touch on that a little bit, but yeah, um, sure. so like, I definitely, I definitely feel like I've had experiences like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But yeah, going into like, for me, um, I used to think that having Christ-centered friendships um, with people was just being friends with people who are Christian. Mm. I had a lot of um, close family friends that I had known for years and years, and um, it was just like mutual friends, um, kids of my friends, or my parents' friends, just thought that like they were supposed to be um, just people who are Christian. Um, but yeah, a lot of those friends, they were just, they didn't really like... I guess, do what I thought, like, once I found out, like, what they really, um, or I guess once I realized, like, years later, uh, maybe even just, like, the past, like, two years or so, um, that, like, Christ-centered friendships are actually just the friends, the, the friends who want to, or who will be willing to call you out on your sin, and mm-hmm. um, the ones who talk about Jesus with you, and will encourage you in your walk with God, um, and I feel like I had these, like I said, I had these friends that were Christian, but 
I didn't feel like we talked about God. I felt like maybe it was a too mm-hmm. of a challenging, too much of a challenging topic to talk on, or it was something that just wasn't very fun. Yeah, um, I know for yeah. me too. Like, I felt like if I talked about God, then I wasn't interesting. Exactly. That's exactly. what it felt like. Yeah. Like if I if I talked about God and I talked about my faith and I talked about my struggles and my beliefs, like even though we all agreed on these yeah. things, I wasn't an interesting person because I didn't have all of these other layers of drama <laughs> that was going on. I didn't have like you know. Right. All of these other things that, you know, right. those people would talk and about. And I feel like I feel like that goes into like me also just like realizing like the you know past two years or so that a lot of um like I used to think that these were Christ centered friendships. Like mm-hmm. I was convinced that these were Christ centered, but it wasn't until I, like I had taken a step back from them um or like had really just processed that like I realized that they were not benefiting me in ways I needed um mm-hmm. to inc- be encouraged and to be. Um, stirring me closer and like leading me closer to the Lord and um, they were actually just tearing me down Um, I felt like I had like in a way to act a certain way um, around these people and say certain things in order for people to want to be around me Um, and a lot of those things I felt like I couldn't be saying anything about God because um, I felt like I still yeah I still couldn't talk about God freely because to them I would come across as better or like more spiritual than them Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to come across as knowing more because I was like well I'm not I was like I I know just as much I was like I'm as close to God as you are I was like I'm not better than these people or these kids and I was like I don't want to be like yeah I don't want to I don't want to come across that way Mm -hmm. um and part of that a lot of that was my own insecurity as well um and my fear of being rejected and so I was using letting that fear um of my rejection and like being rejected um, dictate whether I, um, like said things about Christ or like talked about what Lord had been teaching me or things like that, or how he, I felt like I had been challenged. Um, and yeah, it didn't make it easier for me. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Um, just that was kind of my, my experience, like the way I, or the things I realized the past like two years or so. Yeah, for sure. And I know, I know for me and Maddie, when we met each other back last year, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is probably one of the closest friendships I've had in a long time. And I think it's both because we were at a stage in our lives where we were growing closer to God, where we were more Mm -hmm, dependent mm -hmm. on God. Maddie was um, doing missions with her family and I had moved across state. I didn't really have any friends <laughs> or anything like I yeah. left my community behind and, yep. and Maddie had too and so yep. Yep. we were both in a place where we were, were dependent on faith and yeah. I think also giving ourselves a little bit more grace too of like yep. we we obviously weren't the perfect friends either no but we were no. we were kids <laughs> exactly <laughs> there was a lot of immaturity there yeah I mean and there still is immaturity mm-hmm. sometimes too but we have I've I mean not speaking for Cameron but I have learned a lot especially that season of just doing that ministry stuff with my family and getting kind of picked up and drawn and like taken out of that situation with some some of the certain friends um which did help me realize kind of how much I felt like they were tear like it was a t- those friendships were tearing me down um and not encouraging me in the ways I thought mm-hmm. they were um like yeah. yeah yeah and I think it's I think it's good because that we met at the time that we did. Yeah, for sure. Because me and Maddie are both very strong communicators. Yes, yes. <laughs> My favorite and, thing. And so yes. because we're both still very strong communicators, yep. I think in our immaturity, we have been in the past almost aggressive communicators. Yes. In that kind of way yes. of like, in 
Yeah. I yeah, know like, Maddie yeah. has more. Right. Well, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say that just like we, I feel like being, being somebody that is like maybe taught to communicate or like, like I'm a strong communicator, but some, that doesn't mean that I'm a, like, I'm always a great communicator. I'm mm. the best communicator. <laughs> Cause it definitely, there, there has been times and there still is times where I, I just, I crave the communication so much. Um, and um, like when that communication isn't happening, I like, I try to force it. And um, like, and then I stop caring that it, if it, it's not a good time to commu- to do the communication or to try to communicate with somebody. Um, and a lot of times it come across in a not loving way in a controlling way and um, and aggressive, as Cameron said, like, I definitely have had my moments of uh, being an aggressive communicator and also not making time to invite listening for myself or like mm-hmm. to take the time to listen to the other person and instead just talk um, and communicate with the intention to talk rather than the intention of hearing and listening. Yeah, for sure. And then like moving into talking about friendships that are Christ-centered, I think the most recent example I can pull to is with my friendship with Maddie. Because (laughs) again, like I said, we were both in places of being dependent Mm -hmm. on God Mm -hmm. and having to be incredibly dependent on him. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest difference that, you know, I can see in the friendships I've had in the past versus the friendships I have now is friendships that are Mm Christ-centered foster faith. Mm -hmm, And I think mm -hmm. that that's a, like, kind of easy way to put it, like, is the person that you're friends with building you up in your faith, asking you how you're doing spiritually, um, coming alongside you, like, not even just, like, oh, how are you doing with that? Cool. Anyways, Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. let me read my Bible with you. You're struggling with it. I'm struggling with it. Let's read our Bible. I know me and Maddie did that for season two, where we were both reading the same thing. Right. And that was, like, when we first start became Mm -hmm. friends, too. We barely knew each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, it was, like, in a way, it was a long-distance friendship, because I was, I was not in the same city as you at the time mm-hmm. but we still were either we called FaceTime or we texted and say hey did you read your chapter of this book of the bible and it was like keeping each other accountable in a way I had never really had before mm-hmm. and I think yeah that there's something so yeah that was very different for me to have that kind of accountability but also like having somebody do the same thing as me with the same like not intensity but like the same eagerness I guess in that yeah way. and also a big difference that I had seen in like friendships now versus in the past Mm -hmm. of like having like anxiety about being around certain friends Mm -hmm. or having this kind of feeling of dread like I just don't want to be there because as much as you love that person you know that when you go um you're going to feel drained and you're going Mm -hmm. to feel Mm -hmm. like you know it's just a lot of pressure on you to perform in a friendship and you should never be performing in a friendship yeah and I felt like you know being here like with Maddie or I have another friend back in California who is like one of my best friends and Mm -hmm. I have never felt anxiety or Mm -hmm. dread coming to them about anything Mm -hmm. or going to see them it's nothing but excitement to be around that person because I know that that person is encouraging to me they're kind to me and that they aren't they aren't friends with me purely for the fact of Mm -hmm. oh this can be my you know therapist friend it's yeah I love this person I love being around this person I want to be in communion with this person I think that goes into like I want to touch on this too but um being like it's very important for those reasons of like be intentional with who you are friends with and Mm -hmm. I think that's something I wish I would have actually understood what it meant a long time ago um and I'm not saying like you know there's certain friends that are bad or good or just because certain reasons like you work with like there's but there is a certain level of friends 
um, and just like how how these things can go. But I um, had this like example um, of bullseye friends. Um, and actually I learned this back when I did, um, some online, uh, school with a Christian college. And I, um, was, yeah, he, uh, my teacher, he said like this example of bullseye friends and I wanted to, uh, yeah, wanted to share it. And so it's, um, it explains it as like bullseye friends are the ones who challenge you and bring you closer in your relationship with Christ. They make you want to love the Lord more, go after him more, you want your friendships to be rooted in Christ. And so it goes through kind of like the bullseye. So like we'll start on like the, the outermost ring to like the inside of like the bullseye circle. Um, so it uh, explains it as like the outer ring of the target um, are those friends you have met and knew that they weren't a good fit for you. Um, maybe they act or talk in a way that seems worldly or doesn't follow the advice of the Bible. Or maybe you just have different interests entirely. Mm-hmm. So like they're they're cool people. But you know that you're just you're just not you're not like in a I guess in technical terms you're not vibing with them like you know <laughs> and like you know it's not yeah that kind of thing and um yeah um the next and then the next ring um are the people who you have just met maybe like a coworker or someone new at Bible study um you'll just want to keep the friendship in it like the getting to know them stage so just you'll keep track to, uh, chatting with them and you just keep learning more and more about them to see if you know they are going to be a good match and will be a good friend to you. Um, and then the, the inner ring, um, is for those friends that you have known for a while. Um, the ones that, you know, you can trust you and, um, they can trust you. Uh, these are the type of friends that you can go to, like, just, you can just hang out with. You can just do anything with and you'll be like, you'll just be content. Um, they may or may not know Jesus, but you do have a lot in common with them and, um, you don't feel stressed around them. You don't feel like that anxiety Mm -hmm. to hang out with them. Those kind of friends. Um, and then it like just friendships that like you don't want you don't need to rush friendships and I think that those are the ones that you can just like you can just take your time to get to know these people but you also already know that you're you know it's deeper than like I said that that first Mm -hmm. ring Um, and then uh, yeah and then there there are the bullseye friends Um, and this is something I was like I never really quite got I was always like more friends the better Mm-hmm. Um, and then didn't realize how exhausting the more friends you have. And I think that there's, there's that line of like, there's, there's the close friends, but then there's the bullseye, the best friends, the, I don't know, the Christ centered friendships, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are just like a few of your closest friends. Um, the friends, uh, like the ones that you trust with your deepest secrets and struggles and sin, and you can be trusted with theirs. Um, like just the most, uh, yeah, the most important thing about these friends is that they they love and they know Jesus like you do. Um, and then, like, it's really important, too, because you know that you can come to them for advice and um, turn to them su- for support during a difficult time or when you're struggling. And they know that, like, they know God's word and they know the truth of God's word. And they, you know, they'll come and they'll pray for you if you need it. Um, and they'll encourage you in, like, any right direction and you can encourage them, too. And also, they'll call you out when you're being dumb <laughs> <laughs> um, and rejoice with you in the good times as well. Um, and I think that's always super, super mm. important. And I, so I always think about Christ-centered friendships are the bullseye friend, like the, the bullseye friendships, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. But, and yeah, as we go into the importance of talking about Christ-centered friendships, I mean, you can kind of see the contrast in how we speak of friendships that you know weren't christ-centered and nothing but love to those people but Mm -hmm. it's okay to recognize that hey maybe this wasn't the best relationship for Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. in comparison to the friendships that are christ-centered you know yeah um we just also want to 
you know, throw out that disclaimer of we're not saying you can't be friends with those who aren't Christian. I mean, as we've said, even friendships with people who were Christians weren't always the best friendships for us. Um, but we are going to point to the fact that whoever is in your close circle, whoever is the, those bullseye friends, you start to act like who you're around. I mean, mm-hmm. I know whenever I make friends with people and I've been around them for a while, I start to pick up on certain things that they say. The or way different, they talk. <laughs> exactly, the <laughs> way they talk, different yeah, characteristics. Yeah. Maybe they have certain habits that I start adapt, adopting. Um, and so you have to ask yourselves, like, you know, the people who you spend time with, are they people who show Christ? Mm-hmm. Do they show Christ? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to spend that amount of time with them and if you're going to invest so much into them, you're going to start to act like them. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to, like, bring an analogy because I'm such an analogy person. So there's this Korean method of making syrup. And basically what it is is you get a jar and you put sugar, salt, not sugar and salt, sugar, fruit, sugar, fruit, sugar, fruit, and you layer it up and you put on a lid, store it away. And what will happen is it will turn into a syrup, right? And it brings out a lot of the fruit's flavor, and it's so sweet, and it's so it's so different than if you were to put fruit in salt, where it dries it out, pulls out all the moisture, and it the fruit turns rough and coarse and all of these things. And so, I mean, it's you are who you submerge yourself in. So you have to ask yourself, what am I submerging myself in? Am I submerging myself in friendships that mm-hmm. are bringing out the best of me, are bringing out my sweetness, my kindness, and all of these things, or am I submerging myself? in friendships that are really draining me of all of the best things about me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of um, something that uh, the same teacher at my, um, that Christian college told um, our class, and he he just referred back to, like, Matthew 7, 6, um, that says, uh, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Um, there are times, um, that we are, like, foolish with our pearls. Um, we just throw them out to anyone. Um, we need to, like, stop and wait to see who actually will take care of them. Um, it's saying, like, be careful who you trust and who you let get to know you. Mm -hmm. You can love somebody but not trust them. Over time, someone proves themselves trustworthy. Um, yeah, and then it's, uh, it's a beautiful example of why it is important to have friendship, um, on, uh, or to have friendship of faith, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, I don't know. And so something that I think about when I think of the importance of Christ-centered friendships is the story of the paralytic man being lowered from the roof. And so you'll find the story in Mark 2. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And then they made had made an opening. They let, they let down the bed to which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And then, you know, later in that story, he also tells him to get up and walk. And this man is now blessed to be able to walk, a man who hadn't been able to walk before. And I think what kind of gets brushed over and the importance, like the thing that I think about is he saw his friend's faith. He saw the people who had taken him to the top of the roof because they had heard of Jesus of Nazareth. They had heard of these miracles that he was doing. And they had so much faith in this man that they cut open a spot in the roof and lowered him um, in front of Jesus. And through his friend's faith, he was able to walk. And I think that that paints a very important picture of it's important 
that your friends are involved with Christ, mm-hmm. not just Christian, involved with Christ. Yeah. Through, yeah. through mm-hmm. their faith, he was healed. And I think that that's just such a beautiful picture. And I think that, that we can't say then that it doesn't matter who we hang around, you know, mm-hmm. and who we, who we, like I said, submerge ourselves with, you know, it's so important to have friends of faith because they build you up in your faith and they also something beautiful that I hadn't really experienced before is they pray on your behalf. True. They, true. they take, they have so much faith in God that they take your problems to him. Yeah. I wanted to just share, um, this is kind of moving, moving on, um, to like a little bit of a different type of, uh, like struggle topic kind of mm-hmm. experience. Um, but yeah, something I wanted to like share was just how, um, it's been a really, really big struggle for me the past few years um, on how much I tend to control um, other people in my friendships. And like, I want things to go my way um, or for people to treat me how I wanted. Um, I didn't realize that I was being rude or controlling in those friendships. And um, because of those, those tendencies that I had, I had a few friends distance or need space from me for a while. Um, and a lot of times them doing that is what was needed in order to get my attention um and that that sucks but um I just wanted to to touch on um yeah how much I've learned just by the the times that I yeah tried to control people (laughs) and how it did not work (laughs) I know that there's been two situations too like even just with my like the short amount of time I've been friends with Cameron where there's been those few times that you know just bringing up things to me of like hey seems like you're kind of trying to like put me like tell me what to do or control me in this area and um like realizing those things but I think getting called out on it is really important Mm -hmm. um and things like that so I think that's just like um yeah I don't know it's something so easy to do which a lot of like I just feel like I didn't even realize that I was doing things like that or like being selfish I guess and that's one thing like being selfish in friendships is so so easy to do Mm -hmm. um and I just yeah and that would that kind of goes into like another thing too was like going with that I put um I feel like I put like or had control over the wanted to control these friendships because friendships were something I really used to put on a pedestal Mm. um I remember a few years ago um like I think I said this a little bit a little bit ago too but I thought that more friends meant a better life um but I didn't realize how many of those people were uh, really just acquaintances and not really true friends so a lot of times because they weren't really like super close or true friends but I convinced myself they were they would leave but I would try to control them to stay Mm -hmm. in a way or like try to manipulate the situation be like no you're fine like we're good don't worry like that kind of thing and I think um, yeah, I just, I just wanted somebody to hang out with every weekend. Um, I thought that I would find my fulfillment in friends and how many I had because I had so many people I was friends with. I just really didn't have time to get to know these people deeper, um, mm-hmm. than our common interests. Cause I didn't take time to get to know their heart, um, where they were at with Jesus and see if I could trust them with deeper things. And, um, yeah, I think that that goes into like, just, talking about like friends will disappoint you they are not meant to be your sustaining force that brings you joy and sets uh sets up all of your emotions they cannot dictate how if you have a good day or a bad day because they can't hang out with you this day Mm -hmm. or you can't see them for a few weeks or they're going on vacation and so you're going to be alone like that your joy should not be found in your friendships and that Mm -hmm. was something I wish I would have learned sooner (laughs) yeah and I think I think too we love people 
more when we're closer to Christ. True, true. Because if we're loving our friends based off of what we can do, that's going to run out eventually. Exactly. Our our tanks are only filled up so much with mm-hmm. so much love, whereas God's is endless, you know? Well, that, yeah, that reminds me of just, um, sorry, this verse, I'm looking it up right now because I don't remember what it is at the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just, it's 1 Corinthians 13, where you said, um, when we are closer to Jesus, we love people best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it says, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not mm-hmm. irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, yeah. So, um, I just love that verse going back to that because I think that, like, yeah love is patient love is kind but i feel like a lot of those things i like look look at those and i'll be like wow those are big struggles <laughs> i'm not always good at doing those things yeah for know. sure and it it draws the importance of why friends should be christ centered true and i think that the only comes that christ centered friendship only comes is if you yourself are christ centered and your friends mm-hmm. themselves are christ centered yeah. like i said you can only love somewhat someone so much off of your own love but when you are filled with the endless love Mm -hmm. of christ and you have that desire to do what he's commanded us to do we can love people better he has it all set up in a certain way and that kind of leads into the fruits and characteristics of christ-centered friendships and so we had a few verses that we think are just kind of good verses to really think on and to reference when we talk about what having a Christ-centered friendship looks like. Um, one of the first ones here is 1 Peter 4, 10, 8 through 10. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift, to use use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Um, and yeah, I think that's so important, because no one wants someone to offer to do something like if you're like hey could you please do something for me yeah totally I can do this but oh this is gonna be so annoying oh this is gonna be so hard oh I don't want to have to do this I'll do it but I don't want to have to do this that doesn't make you feel good that doesn't make you feel loved that makes you know we should we should serve one another with so much love and readiness Mm -hmm. because we love that person it shouldn't even be an inconvenience for us, you know? And also touching on gifts. Like, you know, God created us so differently. We each have our own individual gifts. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I love, like, hosting and serving and making people food. <laughs> like, that's that's how I love to show people that I love and care about them is by making them food. And so, you know, whereas Maddie doesn't love doing that as much as I do. <laughs> Yeah. I, hey, listen, though. I like <laughs> eating your food and going over to your house. That's so true. That's I think, true. I think it goes both ways. <laughs> but yeah, we are all so different. And that doesn't mean that our differences mean that we love people less, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's shown differently. We all, we need all of it, all of the different mm-hmm. gifts that God's given us. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's good. And then, do you want to read the next one? Mm-hmm. I'll just go through the verses. Yeah. Um, so the next verse um, that we we found kind of correlates with um, the theme of our our episode today, Romans twelve ten. Love one another with brotherly affection. Um, outdo one another in showing honor. So basically, just like treat it like a contest, but not in a like 
prideful way mm-hmm. um but in a way of loving a person so much we can't help but want to do more for them yeah um, for sure yeah. and i've i've had this like thought in my head for the longest time but if everyone is focusing on making sure that everyone is fulfilled and filling each other's cups then no one's cup is ever going to be empty true because if you're giving all of your love to others but all of those others are giving love back to you everyone's needs are going to be met mm-hmm. and so i think by that outdo one another and showing honor it's just making sure that everyone's cups full I'm pouring into you you're pouring into me we're all pouring into one another yeah um and then the kind of last verse of like what to reference you know um when we talk about Christ-centered friendships is Hebrew 10 4 24 through 25 and let us consider how to stir up one another um, to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I think that draws the importance of meeting up together in community too. Mm-hmm. It's not like texting people. It's so nice too, like to get a text from someone you haven't talked to in a while of like, Hey, just checking in, want to see how you're doing. Like that's mm-hmm. lovely, but it's, it's also so good to meet up and to be with one another. I know that there are certain circumstances in which we can't. I know when we all went through COVID, we had that season of mm-hmm. not being able to meet up with one another. But it there's just such an importance in meeting together and setting that time aside, specifically to be in communion with one another is what makes it so special, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so as we leave this, we want to kind of give you our big sister advice of be the friend you want to have. You know, you'll attract the energy that you put out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's so easy to say, well, this person, this friendship didn't work out because this person did this and that person did that and all of these things. And I'm just waiting for this person who has the whole list of all of the things that I've ever wanted in a friend, but you're not working on yourself too. That's just going to fail you. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you wanna be the friend that you desire to have. And that doesn't mean that you have to you know, invest into relationships that you know aren't good for you, but to be that kind person, to be that strong Christian person and to do be in constant prayer for your friends and to be constant prayer to have friends that, you know, are close to Christ. Um, I think that that is incredibly beneficial to, to do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, Maddie, would you like to pray us out? Sure. All right. Dear Jesus, I just thank you that we um, we got to just record our podcast today, and I hope that you um, you will direct it to the ears of um, whoever needs to listen and be encouraged by it, um, even if it's a bit of a mess because it's our first episode. But you know what? <laughs> That's okay. We we still said things, whether they're <laughs> mumbled together or all over the place, and you know that's the that's the fun of figuring it out and. Um, yeah, Father, I just, um, yeah, I pray that you continue to just help us and, um, lead this podcast the way that, in the direction that you want it to go, and I pray that you would bless the listener, um, who is listening to it (laughs) right now, and, uh, and that you would continue to reveal yourself to them and to just show your love to them. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys so much for 
being on this journey with us. I know it was our first episode. Kind of chaotic, kind of Hope, all over the place. We'll probably get this down eventually. You know I what? Promise. It gets better the more we do it. So, you know, yeah. we're... Yeah. yeah, but thank you so much. And also feel free to... Um, reach out to us too if you have any prayer requests any topics you'd like us to talk about um and anything that's on your heart really we'd love to hear from Mm -hmm. any and all of you and yeah we hope to see you guys on our next episode and yeah thanks so much all right we'll see you guys later bye